Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Northwest Arkansas, Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas. Big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. I'm excited to be with you as always. I'm sitting here in the Furman Garner Performance Studio at KUAF. You guys know the routine. I partnered up with KUAF a while back. I have been a fanboy of public radio for many, many years. Growing up outside of New York City, listening to public radio there and, you know, Fresh Air and Terry Gross and all those amazing people. Just the simple fact that I've been able to partner up with our local public radio station is nothing short of, I don't know, kind of like a a dream come true. And I just enjoy being able to tell these stories and then have these stories be shared on the public radio airwaves. So that's even more special. So as always, you can catch a replay of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast, which comes out every Monday. You can actually hear it on the terrestrial airwaves on Tuesdays at 12 and at 
at 7 p.m. on the Ozarks at Large episode of that day. And so certainly want to encourage you to check it out. And I also want to encourage you just to support public radio where and when possible and public television for that matter. I mean, there's a, amazing programming that we don't always see on regular TV, right? Or regular cable or you fill in the blank, whatever you're watching, Hulu, it doesn't matter. But public television is uh, very powerful and uh, I'm a huge fan. So I really want to encourage you to check that out. But today, today I have a special guest. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have this guest on is because I've I've had a chance to kind of observe her from afar, not like in a creepy, stalky way, but more like just like kind of admiring her her work and and the things that she's doing. And and so I think at the end of this episode, it'll be fully evident why I asked her to come on. But Alice Gachuzo Colleen is a Springdale, Arkansas resident. She's not from Northwest Arkansas. She's actually from the Northeast, like I am. So. We have that in common, but Alice uh, has been here for quite some time. She has raised her family here, and she has basically, what I would say, settled in and, and dug in and, and taken roots here in Northwest Arkansas, even though she's got family from other parts of the South. And like I said, she's from the Northeast up in upstate New York. And so without further ado, I want to welcome Alice Gachuzo Colleen to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. How are you doing, Alice? I am good. Thank you for having me, Randy. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Listen, you know, when I thought about this and I said, you know, I think it was about a year ago, I think when you were running for Springdale City Council, I said, oh man, I, I need to talk to this sister and learn a little bit more about her and her background. And we run in some of the same circles, have some of the same friends. I mentioned Nate Walls, Irvin Camacho. So many others that are doing really great things in our community. And I said, you know, I got to have Alice on. And so I'm so excited just to kind of talk with you. I would love for you just to give your what we call superhero origin story, <laughs> your background on how, you know, how you ended up here and, and how you ended up doing you in the way that you do you on a regular basis. So. Super, you know, and, and like a hero or just that's right. And we all have one. We all have one. And here's the thing I'm going to say to you. You don't have to go back to kindergarten. You can start in high school or you can start when you got here. It's totally fine. But no, just give our audience a little bit about who Alice is. Man, Alice uh, originally started life in upstate New York, got to northwest Arkansas in 1993 that's and a long time ago. That is a very yes. long time ago. I was 14 years old when I moved to Springdale. And uh, yeah, I graduated from Springdale High School, go Bulldogs. And um, yeah, just decided to, yeah, this was home. This has been home. And I don't really know. I just decided that this was home. And I don't know where, I don't know. This has just been home. And so yeah. I decided that I wanted to have my family here. I have my kids who have lived here and they went to school here. I ran for office here. I worked for Springdale School Districts here. I worked in the community. I'm a grassroots community organizer. I believe in just loving on your community. And that has pretty much brought me to where I am now. I mean, it's nothing spectacular. It's literally just you got to put into what you got, you know, you got to yeah. give what you are into what you have. And yeah. I don't got a lot. So I just give, you know, really 
who I am into what I have. And and you've done that in a lot of ways, I think. You know, when I when I and again, I I, I mentioned the the fact that you ran for office, but but before that, you've been doing the Springdale annual MLK celebration. I think this is year seven for you guys. You're also involved with the Get Loud Arkansas program. You're the civic engagement coordinator. And for those that are that are not familiar with it, Get Loud Arkansas is a nonprofit civic engagement organization. It was founded by Senator Joyce Elliott to fight voter suppression and register new voters, engage low voter turnouts, and um, mobilize communities to use the power of their vote to shape the future of Arkansas. And I love what's on your card because it says Arkansas is worth fighting for. So one thing about me, if you'll notice, Randy, you know, you you just named like several different things, right? Yeah. And it was kind of hard for me to name things. So I don't believe in tooting horns. Yep. That's okay. Obviously. Let other people toot them for you. And so it's kind of hard for me to recognize things that I do that some people see as huge things, because I believe that when you do things from a genuine place, you don't really see them as being things of great importance. Yeah. The MLK celebration. We'll start with that one. I was sitting on my couch, me and my daughter and my son. Seven years ago, we were sitting in the house, literally, and we were like, yo, y'all want to have an MLK celebration? <laughs> Seriously, we were just sitting there. And um, they were like, yeah. And the very next day, we went to the city council meeting, and we were like, I was actually sitting there and I was shaking, visibly shaking. And my daughter pushed me and I went to the podium and I told them in January, and this was in December, (laughs) I told them in January, me and my daughter and my son, we're going to have an MLK celebration. And that was seven years ago. And I did it just because I felt like it was something that needed to be done. Not because I didn't recognize what was happening in Fayetteville. But because I knew that it was also a need for it to happen in Springdale. When I think about the vision of Dr. King and when I think about the community of Springdale, I think about the ability that the people in Springdale have had to come to Springdale with no job, no form. A lot of our residents in Springdale have come to Springdale with no formal education. A lot of them have not had the ability to speak the language of English. A lot of them don't have, you know, a traditional background, you know, like an American background per se. Yeah. But they have been able to survive and thrive and have a great job and income and just tap into their potential and be judged and seen based on who they were. And I could not think of a better reason to celebrate the legacy of Dr. King when I looked around and saw all of the beautiful people and all of the beautiful colors and all of the beautiful races and religions coming together in Springdale, in the history of Springdale, being a sundown town and looking at all the people that were being able to achieve his ultimate dream. Yeah. And so that's why I felt like that was so necessary. And then to see that seven years later, it's actually still happening. Yeah. 
running for office in Springdale. Well, you know what? Before you go into that, because I do want to, I mean, I, you unpacked a lot just now. And, <laughs> and, no, no, it's good. It's, it's like good when I because, start, I start. Well, this is, and this is why I like to have these conversations. And most people understand because people come to me all the time and they're like, are you going to give me a list of questions that you're going to ask me? And I'm like, no, we're just going to have a conversation. And that's, you know, we're, we're going to let it sit where it sits. Right. Yeah. And so, but I do want to unpack something because you said something previously that I think a lot of people aren't familiar with. and. Again, as a history major, I graduated from Howard with a history degree. I love history. I love understanding it. And I think, you know, they say people who forget their past are doomed to repeat it. And so it's important. But you said something very interesting about Springdale being a sundown town. I think Rogers was a sundown town as well. For the uninitiated, for people that are listening to this, a sundown town is simply a town where as an African-American, when it was sundown, you were not to be found anywhere out on the street at any point in time. It was almost like a self-designed curfew system that was only enforced <laughs> one way <laughs> in, that, in that period. And that was it. And that, I mean, and I think Harrison was a sundown mm-hmm. town. I mean, there were there are several sundown towns up here. And so we're not that far removed from a time and a place where things were a lot different, even to the point where I've talked to athletes that played football here in the 80s. And they were told instantly, as soon as they got here, even if they were from the Delta or some other place in the South, they were told right away, you were not to be in these areas after a certain time. It's just the way that it was. And some people, when they hear it, they're like, oh, get out of here. That's not the case. And I'm like, yeah, it kind of is. And it's okay because that's some of our history and that's what we need to be aware of, right? That's kind of like what we're fighting with now with this whole idea about banning books and all this other stuff. It's patently ludicrous because. The more we know, the more we grow. The less we know, the more we stay the same. And and I think we're all trying to achieve some type of growth. And so I certainly applaud you and your kids sitting on the couch and deciding that, you know what, that you want to have an MLK celebration in Springdale. And the other thing that I, I don't want it to be lost on the listeners is that you bloomed where you were planted. You were planted in Springdale and you have bloomed there. I mean, people say that expression. You hear it like said, literally. yeah, but you you literally bloomed where you were planted. You were planted in 93 and you have uh, over the years, you know, you, you've added a lot of manure and other stuff <laughs> like to, to grow real. it, to grow yeah. yourself. But I mean, that's the beauty of the growth that I think we're all seeking whenever we go a place we want to become part of that place. It's, and you and you legitimately did that. It's so crazy that you said the manure because there has been a lot of manure put on me. Right. You know, for right. me to grow. But like that's so factual what you said. Well, we all need that though. But right? I know, yeah. but that's so real. And I honestly wouldn't have it any other way. I just genuinely wouldn't. If anybody knows me, they know that I love Springo. Yeah. I love that place. Yeah. From inside of me. I could tell that. And like I said, I mean, I didn't know you well, but just reading about you, I followed your campaign and I was like, man, this this sister might mess around and actually win this campaign. And you were close. You were very close. I I mean, you had a runoff. So I will say that. And that's another reason why what you're doing with Get Loud Arkansas in terms of just getting people out to vote. And I mean, you're not obviously your goal is we need to get everybody out to vote. I think people just. It's not a black or white thing. It it's is really it is not. it's, it's not like a, everybody it's needs to do their civic thing. duty. It is and that's the thing. Like get loud Arkansas. It's not a, you know, Republican, Democrat, black, white. It is very nonpartisan. 
my job is not to say, hey, I need you to register only if you're a Republican. I need you to register only if you're a Democrat. And that is not my job. My job is to register you because at the end of the day, if you do not register, you have genuinely wasted the opportunity to use your vote. You have wasted the opportunity to use your gift. So many people have actually given their life so that you have the opportunity to use your voice, your vote. They have like just actually died. Yeah. I tell folks all the time, I don't care what color your tie is. (laughs) Like I genuinely don't care. Put it on. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Put it on. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, when you don't put it on, someone's counting on you to not put it on. Whether it's a blue tie or a red tie, someone's counting on you not to put that tie on. Yeah. Um, and, and and I think it's part of some of the disenfranchisement that we see mm-hmm. in this country as a whole, right? And, and again, I don't really get into whole, like, there's two areas I don't really touch upon. I'm very religious, but I don't talk about religion. I just, I just live it. And I'm very political, but I don't talk about politics because there's plenty of podcasts out there that get on mm-hmm. that. But- there are concepts and ideas that I think we can all embrace. And mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know a person out there that wants to be disenfranchised, but there's so many of us that are because yeah. of our inability to either trust the system or to want to be a part of it because you feel like it's so broken, it's unfixable. Well, if it's not fixable, somebody has to go in and fix it. Right. I mean, that you can't. Part. Yeah. You can't just sit it by. Can't, you can't like you it can't, can't be a spectator. If right. it's not, if you're like literally. Come no, on now. You can't be a spectator. <laughs> you got to say, you know what? This is broke. We got to do something about it. And I kind of see that as, you know, when you decided to dip your toe into the water and run for city council, not that you felt like, oh, well, Springdale's broken. But you were like, hey, I've got a voice. I want my voice to be heard in a different way. Right. Yeah. Because once you become a city councilor in any city that you live in. Your voice is heard in a different way and you get to take in things and learn things about your city that you didn't know before. And you get to be part of the process, really part of the process. And I can say that that was that was scary. I want to be honest. You know, that was a scary process. Why? I mean, it was scary, not just for me. It was scary for my children. Yeah. Because when you take a step like that, you're not taking that step just for you because you're not putting just yourself on a spotlight. Yeah. You're putting your whole family in a spotlight. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And if anyone knows anything about Alice, they know that everything that Alice does, Alice and those three little people, <laughs> you know, they are literally my little shadows. They're everything. It's always us three. Sure. Or us four. It's us four against the world. And so. Um, Every decision that I make, it's usually us four. We make that decision together. And so it was scary to make that decision and know that it was not just going to be me and it was going to be me and three other people. Um, But once the decision was made, it was us four together and it was okay. And they knocked with me and they walked with me and they stood with me and they canvassed with me and... The night of the first, um, you know, the first, the first election night. And so (laughs) I remember like it was yesterday. I sat in there and the the first, um, you know, the results came and 
I was like, oh, man, I didn't make it. And I sat down in my chair and I started crying. Like, I just started <laughs> crying. Right. And my daughter was like, Mom, what are you doing? Like, why are you crying? You didn't read it right. <laughs> and so, like, my dog is crazy. Mm-hmm. So anytime anyone, like, naturally, you know, anytime anyone starts, like, ah, screaming, and, like, she goes crazy, you know. And so they're like, oh, my God, you made it to a runoff. And so, like... I'm still crying because I don't know what's going on. Right. And they're like, Ma, you made it. You made it. You made it. And so then, like, I freak out because now I realize that I didn't lose and I made it to a runoff. And they were like, Mom, we're so proud of you. Yeah. So then I realized that everything that my children has seen in me for all of these years all of these people in Springdale have seen in me. Yeah. And not have they just now, you know, like people have been saying this for years. They've been telling this, Alice, we see this in you. We believe in you. We, we know you can do this. I've been hearing people tell me this for years. You know, you can hear people say things. Sure. But until that moment, I had just heard it. But once it came across that screen, I actually saw that that's what they really meant. And then the tears came for a different reason. (laughs) Yeah. I was so proud. I was proud of myself. I was proud of my grandma. So my grandma, Alibi, that's who I'm named after. Her Mm -hmm. name is Alice B. My name is Alice B. Grandma Alibi passed away when I was 20 years old. Okay. And I always felt like I, this is where the real Alice has come. That's fine. I always felt like I would never made her proud. Take your time. So at that moment, I felt like I had probably, even though, you know, she had been gone for 20-something years. Yeah. At that one moment, I felt like I had finally made my grandma proud. Yeah. Yeah. You felt like you stood on her shoulders. I really did. Yeah. Yeah. I little Alice... With a high school diploma, no college degree, no husband, no 401k, no none of that, had did the impossible in Springdale, Arkansas. Yeah. I was so proud. Yeah. You should have been. I mean, you know, that is. So proud. On many levels, because not only did you set a great example for your kids. Do you see all them little babies? All of them, yeah. not just mine. I know, just All but, the but, but a lot, a lot of kids in our in Springdale saw you run and said, "Oh man, she's running. She almost won." That means that there's there's a chance that I could do it, right? You know, yeah. I always tell people if all somebody needs to see is one person do something, mm-hmm. and then they, you know, they'll do it, right? Yeah. It's like when you look at all the great achievements of the world, the four minute mile and all that. Before Roger Bannister did it, people were like, "Oh, that's impossible." Once yeah. he did it. Within 16 days, it had been done multiple times. So it's the example that you're setting by running as a black woman, specifically in the city of Springdale, Arkansas, for a public position, it sets a standard. And all of a sudden, now people that look like you and even others that don't look like you that are like, hey, her story is my story. I want to run, you know, then people can embrace that. And so I think it's important you know, what you did from that perspective. So you're kind of like a trailblazer 
in that same vein because you you recognize that you know I can make a difference and and we all have a voice to play and that's kind of how you get get into this whole get loud Arkansas it's like man we we just can't sit idly by and let things happen to us we have to be out and be proactive because in doing that and a thing that stays in a, a thing that is in motion stays in motion if you're not then you know you're just gonna you kind of get get passed by and. I think one of the biggest things, you know, I go to the schools and I speak to students. I've always spoken to the students. When you let somebody tell you what you can or cannot do, that is where you will surely fail. Like 100%, like period. Do not allow someone to tell you what you can or cannot do. Because do not allow people, your people resources. put you in a box. Do not allow some, your resources to determine what you can or cannot do. I ran a campaign and y'all, I'm going <laughs> I ran a campaign with $1,400. Y'all, my rent is more than $1,400. <laughs> Let's just be real. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to be real about that. Right. My monthly expenses for my house is more than $1,400. And sure. that is what my campaign, that is how much I raised for my campaign. And I still managed to do what I managed to do when you're doing it for the right reason. Right. People will see what you're doing. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's like I said, I think the effect that you running in Springdale is having and will continue to have is what we call a long tail effect, right? That it's not just something that you see in this moment that you're going to see it down the road and somebody's going to look back and refer back to when Alice ran for city council in fill in the blank date 2022. And so I think, again, because I always tell people all the time, you just don't know who's watching. Because somebody's always watching. and uh, Said evident. <laughs> Said evident. Like, seriously. Yeah. Never in a million years. Never in a million years. Really? Never in a million. Come on now. And you're pointing at this card. So, Never yeah, in a million years. Yeah. And for those that can't see it, she's pointing at the Get Loud Arkansas business card that she gave me of her civic engagement coordinator position that she has. And certainly, so this came after you ran. It's the qualifications. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm qualified. Yeah. Wow. I love that story. I think that's empowering more so than anything else. I mean, it's almost 29 years to the time when you moved here as a 14-year-old that you ran for city office, that, you know, you have firmly imprinted your DNA in the city of Springdale. And obviously, you continue to do that. What are your, I mean, because Springdale, I think, is in a metamorphosis. It's in a major change right now. I love it's, Springdale. Yeah. It, it ain't it, nothing. We ain't going nowhere. No, I, no, no. Springdale's <laughs> not going anywhere, but it's changing. Like, like I tell people all the time, like, I drive down Emma now and I'm just like, I'm almost breaking my neck and not making sure I don't, making sure I don't run on. into a car in the front of me because there's so much change happening in yeah. Springdale. And I think each city in its own right. It has gone through its stages of change, and Springdale's going through a, a really unique stage of change right now. So what's kind of crazy is because Emma right now, like where Homegrown, you yes, know. Where brand the, new restaurant. The, shout out to Homegrown. Very good food. Legit. Um, Ryan's. I don't know if you remember Ryan's. I don't. But it used to be a clothing store. Okay. All of that is what? Emma used to look like. Yeah. It was the upstairs, downstairs. Sure. It was all department stores, was all upstairs, downstairs. So it reminds me of what Emma looked like when I moved here. Yeah. 
So it's kind of like taking me back to the old Emma. So I don't know. I like it. It reminds me of what the old Emma looked like. It's kind of like bringing me back like a, like a nostalgic kind of thing. You yeah. Know? I kind of could. I like a lot of the changes. I kind of wish that they would be a little bit more mindful of the economic changes and the sides of the town that they're doing these changes on because we're being really, you're doing a lot of cosmetic changes on Eastdale and a lot of Eastdale lives under the poverty line and can't afford a lot of the changes that are happening there. A lot of the people that live on Eastdale and Springdale are not going to be able to afford the food at Homegrown. They're not going to be able to afford to shop at a lot of these places. So you're making it look pretty for the people on that side of town, but they're not going to be able to afford to live, you know. And that's a real issue. That's a Um, huge issue. And, you know, it's funny. I had the executive director of the Spring Creek Food Hub, Mm -hmm. which is opening up. And I think they're going to be moving down in that area. And one of their focuses is on dealing with the food insecure, specifically in that area. So I think, I mean, it's not like, Every answer has been fulfilled, but I think it's not for a lack of awareness. Mm -hmm. I think people are like, how do we do this? Right. So some of it is we need to have some type of economic engine going to keep people coming through this area. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, now we, we have to outside of like having that new park that they have there, creating more civic opportunities for people to engage with each other in that downtown area. How do we keep people staying in that area where they can afford to live there? So you've got groundwork, which is part of the Northwest Arkansas Council doing some affordable housing units in that area. I'm super excited about that. Which is really important. And then, of course, you've got you just have the Latinx and and the Marshallese community. You've got this. um, I mean, Springdale is just an amalgam of people. It's about to go down. What we have right now is literally it's like nothing compared to what's going to happen. Yeah. Springdale, I... Personally, me, myself, I believe Springdale is going to be the hub of Northwest Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, it's Fayetteville right now. Just myself, just me, myself. (laughs) You know, know, Fayetteville's cute and everything. And Benville has crystal bridges and everything. But Springdale has the multiculturalism. Yeah. And that's where we're going to get them. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And I think each area, right, as it, in its own right, has something unique about mm-hmm. it. I mean, you've got the educational system here at the U of A. Yeah. You've got the, uh, again, the, the, and I use that with capital T-H-E, economic, <laughs> economic engine that is Walmart. Yeah. And everything right. that that represents. <laughs> can't do because, that with that. That ain't no, going nowhere. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. And to be honest with you, it's one of those situations where we almost have, you have to lean in to what Sam Walton created because- that is what has allowed this area to be so such a fast growing area with mm-hmm. a lot of opportunity and the kind of place where people are like, hey, we're growing really fast. We still need to make sure we take care of all the people that are here. Right. So there is that awareness. Right. It's not like growth for the sake of growth. And if people can catch up, great. But if not too bad, that's not the sentiment that I have found in Northwest Arkansas. Mm. And it's funny that we're actually recording this on Giving Tuesday. Yeah. So this is the last Tuesday of the month of November of 2023 at the time that we're is... recording this. Hey, and, if and, someone would like to give to the MLK. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's all kinds of opportunities to give. And we'll put we'll put a link if anybody wants to make a donation to your MLK program in Springdale. <laughs> 
we've got the MLK program that's here in, in, in Fayetteville. In Fayetteville. Yeah. And actually they're they're having, you know, Hannah Nicole Jones. Is it Hannah? Is it what's what is her last name? I'm drawing a blank right now. But the creator of the sixteen nineteen project mm, with the New York Times, yes, she's yes, gonna yes. be here. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting to experience that. But that's going to be nice. It is going to be nice. So but what I what I'm saying is this, is that you're absolutely right about Springdale. Springdale does represent something unique here in northwest Arkansas. And it's that that is it is that diversity, which I think every area is aspiring to. It just we just haven't quite gotten there yet. But yeah, we will get there. And as I always like in Northwest Arkansas for the uninitiated or for those of you that are thinking about moving here, you know, Bentonville's the top slice of bread. Bentonville, Bella Vista is the top slice of the of the sandwich. Fayetteville's the bottom slice. And then you've got all that good stuff in oh, between, stuff the, in between. The, the smoked turkey and all that other stuff that you don't really expect in Rogers and Lowell and Springdale for sure and Johnson that really make this area special. And um, it's just going to continue to grow like that with people like Allison her family and so many others that have decided that, you know, they're going to call this place home. And I think when you call a place home and you give to that area, that area ultimately will give back to you. It was, and it's an expression that my grandfather used to use all the time, you know, wherever you are, make sure people know you're there. Amen. You know, so, I mean, I think it's important. And sometimes we forget that we can kind of get comfortable and, and just get into our nine to five routine. And it's just, Everything becomes routinized, but life really isn't routinized. We'd like to think it is, but it really isn't. And so there are ups and downs, there are ebbs and flows throughout our lives. And so, you know, and, and like as, as I like to say, sometimes you have to reinvent yourself. Sometimes you got to get creative about things because you, you really you do want to make a difference and you do want to leave your mark because our time here is very short to begin with. And, 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 and so you don't know you, when your number pick. Now. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, that's why you got to go all out while you're here and make a difference. And I believe that people like you, Alice, and so many others that I have encountered here in Northwest Arkansas, almost the last 10 years that I've been here, have really dug in and have called this place home. And while they may be from some other part of the country or of the, of the world, they are making a go at it right here in Northwest Arkansas. So, I mean, that, that this is home. This yeah. is definitely home. So, I mean. My family asks me all the time, when are you going to come home? Chad is home. <laughs> this is home. This I am home. home. Yes, that's right. That's right. So, well, like I said, you are planted. I mean, you really are. I mean, hearing the rest of your story and some of the things I didn't know, you clearly were planted here. You were planted here in 1993. And again, there have been additions and subtractions, but the sum totality of what you are and a lot of it has to do with your experience here in Northwest Arkansas. So, so listen, I mean, real quickly, how can people get connected with you, especially as the civic engagement coordinator for Get Loud Arkansas? I want to start with that. Yeah. So they can reach out to me. They can email me at getloudarkansas.com. Or Alice at getloudarkansas.org. Right. Yeah. And um, we'll put all this in the show notes so everybody can can get that. I'll put I'll make sure I put all this information on there as well as a link to the website, which is getloudarkansas.org. So, yeah. So they can email me there and they can just call my phone number and you can, he'll give you all of that information. Yes, I'll, I'll put that And out. then there's the, the P.O. box. You can send mail or whatever. There's also there's a QR code. 
that he'll be able to put up there as well. And that will give you a, it'll send you straight to our webpage and that will allow you to register to vote. It'll give you some information about voter suppression. One thing I want to get, make sure you guys understand is that Get Loud Arkansas is all about civic engagement. We want to make sure that people understand that they give a lot of information that is not exactly correct information. They tell you that, you know, if you have a felony on your record, you can't vote. And in the state of Arkansas, that is not true. And so we were all about giving out correct information. That is a part of voter suppression. And so we want to make sure that we're fighting voter suppression. So get in touch with me so that we can make sure that we give you the correct information. We also want to make sure that we can set up some voter sites and voter registration, just anything that we can do to help shift the narrative and give people the correct information. And yeah, I'm here to help any way that I can get people involved and be a better person, be a better you. Yeah. Help Arkansas be the best Arkansas it can be. It can be. It Any can way be. that you feel is best for you. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And and if people, the MLK celebration, does it happen on MLK Day every year? This year we're doing two days. So we're doing a family fun day, which is going to be on the 14th of January. Um, That's going to be in Springdale. And that this year we're going to do like free haircuts. Um, We're going to give out some free food boxes. and some blessing bags and just like and this is open to anyone right this is yeah, open to anybody any, i don't yeah. even got to live in springdale yeah just come and yeah. be cute and that's going to be at the jones center and that's going to be on the 14th of january okay and then the mlk march will be in springdale on the 15th and that is on mlk day okay yes all right, perfect. We'll put that out there. And certainly if you're listening to this after January, which you might, um, <laughs> you, you can always, I'll make sure I, have, I put information in there for you to connect with Alice so that you can understand exactly what's going on and how you can maybe get involved the next go around or maybe get involved with her with Get Loud Arkansas, or you're thinking of moving to Springdale and you just have some questions for her. Yes. I'm yes, sure you'd be yes. happy to do answer those questions. And you should come to Arkansas because we're super cool. <laughs> That's For real, it. don't yeah. sleep on us. Right, right. Well, and, <laughs> and people don't know. I mean, there's all kinds of options. I mean, that's what I like about Northwest Arkansas is that you have all kinds of different flavors and there's some amazing food in Springdale. Mm-hmm. What What is your favorite restaurant? And I know I'm a, and I'm a, you probably would get you in trouble with some of your friends that own restaurants, but what's your favorite spot to go to? Okay, so I don't even care. Get mad. It is what it is. So I eat Taqueria Mexico. And the reason why I picked Taqueria Mexico, Taqueria Mexico is the very first authentic Mexican taqueria that opened in Springdale. They opened in 1995. That is the very first real taqueria that opened in Springdale. Have you been going to them since then? I have been going to them <laughs> okay. since they opened. Wow. Okay. That's the first place I ever ate a real, straight, authentic Mexican, Mexican taco. taco. And I was like, what is this? And how <laughs> am I going to get full off this little thing? Right. And my friend was like, no, you can split it up and make two out of one. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And I've been hitting it ever, ever since. since. <laughs> That's so, yeah. funny. Taqueria Mexico. And the buche. Buche tacos. They the best. Okay. All right. Well, we should be sure. If you, if you go to Taqueria Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you tell them that Alice sent you. Alice and, sent you. Uh, and, uh, La Morena. Yes. So, yes. yeah, that'll be perfect. That'll be perfect. <laughs> so, 
Well, listen, this has been great. We really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to come sit down with us and kind of share your story. I'm glad you did. And and and, and more importantly, I'm glad that you were you were able to really open up and you know, a tear or two was shed, but that, <laughs> that's, that's what we like here at the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. We like people to be real. So, so, but now Alice Gachuzo, Colleen, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast episode today. Thank you for having me, Randy. I appreciate you, baby. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. To learn more about us or to read or download the show notes from today's episode, visit I am NorthwestArkansas.com. You can listen to this podcast and sign up for our free newsletter to keep up with us and all things NWA. Sign up today. You can also subscribe to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast wherever you listen to it. And please, 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 please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Remember, our podcast comes out every Monday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here next week for another new episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.